everybody gather near the doctors in the house. So lend them your ears. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is Dr. Ron here, Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Welcome to our weekly podcast uh, with co-host Dr. Jerry Smith and guest Dr. Jerry Smith tonight. So you're getting uh, three doctors tonight. The doctors are in the house. So welcome, everybody, and we welcome you with an attitude of gratitude, and we know that gratitude makes you happier and healthier. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this uh, program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical or condition or treatment with your physician. That being said, again, welcome and uh, welcome co-host and guest, Dr. Jerry Smith. Well, thank you. You left out, I'm doing terrific. You left out one little caveat there. It says, be careful of the medical textbooks that you read because you may die from a a print mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Your doctor uh, may not pick that up on Google. Right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I, I have a, I, I just remembered, I did want to share with you something. Uh, this past weekend, uh, maybe as a result of a detox uh, program that I did this, this week, uh, or coming in, in contact with someone that was really quite ill, I got a little bronchitis. And uh, so uh, I got the cough, I had the fever, and I have my colloidal silver generator. Colloidal silver. Uh, 15 cc's every four hours, along with a, a, a nebulizer of colloidal silver and some hydrogen water, turmeric, and uh, cordyceps. Within 36 hours, I was back on my feet, rocking and rolling, and uh, got my voice back. So I was at lunch today, and a guy, everybody's saying, "Well, I got, we got that bug. It's been two and a half, three weeks. What are you taking? I'm taking a Z pack. I'm taking a moxicillin. I'm taking <laughs> augmented. I'm taking steroids. I say, guys, why don't you take silver? What's that? What kind of quack are you? Well, <laughs> Dr. Jerry has, has a saying in his book, something to the effect is, would you rather be cured by a quack or killed by a Yale professor? You know, so it, it is just incredible. So the, I, then I went on to talk, talk, talk about glyphosate and how it is a biological toxin. And the reason I'm going to bring that up is because uh, the guy said, well, if it was so bad, the FDA would tell people not to take it. Well, remember, ladies and gentlemen, the FDA said that drugs were safe. And how many people are killed a year by drugs? Over 106,000. Over 106,000. And the FDA says they are are, uh, safe. So if you're going to depend on the FDA, uh, Dr. Jerry and I would like to sell you a bridge. So I'm not going to get into this uh, chemical warfare because of drugs, because just let me tell you that there's an average uh, roughly of 13 prescriptions written for each man, woman, and child in the United States. About one new prescription every month for every American. We'll leave that for another day because we have uh, Dr. Jerry and, and some great information from him. I do want to talk a little bit about glyphosate because it, it really is dangerous. And we've talked about it on the show. We've done shows. And I don't think a, a program goes by when uh, more, than, more than I, Dr. Jerry, mentioned glyphosate. That's Roundup. You know, 
it's it's getting more serious uh, every minute because let, let me try and explain this briefly. And, and again, we'll do a more in-depth program on this, but glyphosate mimics. It is almost the same as glycine and glycine is one of the 21 amino acids. And you know, amino acids are the building blocks of life, right? So it mimics this molecule and that molecule Glycine is required in other parts of our body, such as proteins. So you know what happens? We talk about this, the cell membrane, our, 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 our integrity of our gut, the integrity of our blood-brain barrier. This glyphosate is like a Trojan horse. It is able to escape the normal defenses of our body because the body thinks it's, it's uh, glycine. It then becomes part of protein, and it can form collagen, and say that collagen is being used to repair your aorta, that big artery, that big tube in the center of your body. You know what? The collagen made from glyphosate instead of glycine is not as strong. So you know what that leads to? You're right, an aneurysm. If, it's you, if, it's, if that glyphosate, glycine uh, analog is, is used to make tendon, the tendon isn't as strong. It can get into the brain and fool the brain and think it's glycine and, and cause all kinds of devastation in the brain. So this glyphosate is not just a toxin, but it's a Trojan horse uh, 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 biological toxin. It becomes part of your body, and it doesn't do anything good. I wanted just to bring that to your attention because uh, – you have to avoid this at all costs. And, wh- and what leads me to tell you about that is because just uh, this week, the EWG, which is the Environmental Working Group, uh, which is a nonprofit organization, tells us that more than half of kale samples are tainted by cancer-causing pesticides. Kale was number six on the list. This year, it's number three. Okay. And they spotlight kale because everybody's been using kale and it has not only glyphosate, it has something called dactyl. Also rated in 1995 as a carcinogen. Okay. In Europe, they cannot use this. Okay. Now they stopped using it on artichokes, beans, and cucumbers in 2005. In 2009, the European Union prohibited all uses of dactyl. And I don't know if many of you have people that travel to Europe, but they, the typical reaction that I get is, wow, the food was great. I never felt bloated. Uh, the apples just felt good. It blended well. It never got high. It never disturbed me. Well, you know, the Europeans uh, don't allow any of these pesticides or any of our uh, tainted meat into their into the union. And and you don't get as much leaky gut or, or leaky blood-brain barrier when you're in Europe eating the Mediterranean-type diet with this more organic food than we get here. So uh, the Environmental Working Group tells us that conventional kale farming relies heavily on the use of several synthetic pesticides, okay? And, and they're all considered carcinogens. So look, more and more people are using kale. I forget how many thousands of, uh, of acres now are planted for kale. And you know, and, and people are eating it. But you know what? They found also during this this review, and something that was new to me, and but it's been known. They said since 2014, dactyl, the, the pesticide found in kale, is an endocrine disruptor, and interacts with the thyroid. Okay, so again, another dioxin-like compound, uh, a benzene-type compound, that's interfering with hormones. No wonder we're so messed up. And, and recent studies found that these pesticides in children are associated with neurological outcomes such as attention deficit disorder, hyperactivity disorder. So why am I bringing it up? Try and find organic kale if you can, because it's very high in, in vitamins, as you know. Uh, I guess washing really won't help so much, so you got to do as best you can. And probably at some point in time, we're going to have to talk about 
doing some kind of daily, excuse me a second, <clears throat> a daily detoxification because it's hard to avoid all this stuff. So we got the glyphosate, the kale, and colloidal silver. Excuse me. I still have a little residual cough. So with that, I want to turn over and uh, Dr. Dr. Jerry, I know you have so much re, uh, experience with this. Uh, I want, so you can you can talk a little bit about this, and then uh, we'll talk about your new book, which is "Remove the Splinters and Watch the Body Heal." So how are we doing there, Dr. Jerry? Uh, we're doing really great. <clears throat> I, I just want to uh, say that you know this whole glyphosate thing was like the back door of how I actually got to write this book because uh, a little over three months ago, uh, I had a, an Alzheimer patient referred to me uh, for evaluation. And one of the items that I found in his brain was glyphosate. So, you know, I basically do a lot of original research. Uh, a lot of stuff that I uh, bring up is not double blind studies and longitudinal studies and 10 year studies. I'm just, tried to pick up what the heck the underlying causes are. So what was fascinating, uh, a little over three months ago when he came in, the patient was like a deer in headlights. I mean, he had a glazed look on his face, uh, non-responsive, you know, asked uh, Patrick, please, you know, have a seat. He, he couldn't even comprehend what I was asking him. So what also was fascinating, he had mercury in, the, in his brain all on the left side, along with a Lyme infection. And so I, I just focused in my energies on testing the nutrients for those three splinters or initiators. And when he came in like three months later, uh, I said, Patrick, you know, have a seat. He was totally functional. And, and I said, I got to get this information out there. The glyphosate along with, you know, the mercury, uh, other pesticides, viruses, they're all combining to short circuit the neurons in the brain. And, and from my clinical experience, you know, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, MS, uh, dementia, they're all common denominators of toxicity, just depending on what part of the brain. Yeah. And, and we really have, the glyphosate always was a problem, uh, but it became more of a problem when you read the, uh, the, the five research papers by uh, Samsell and Seneff. Because of, of this, the way that glyphosate mimics a, an amino acid that is that can be part of the building blocks of our body, you know, it it it, it just it's just really frightening. It's it is like a Trojan horse in our body. And once I get to understand more about nanoparticles and five G, I have friends of mine telling me that the five G could be control can, can control nanoparticles in your body also. So. What are we doing to the to our generations uh, now? Are, you know, are, are we planned obsolescence? Is this genocide? I mean, this is crazy stuff. I'm not a I'm not a uh, paranoid person, but you know, this is really bad. We're killing ourselves from the from the inside. This is really serious. Well, you know, one of the wonder, problems with, with the five G, uh, Barry Trower over in the UK, who's a microwave weapons expert. Uh, basically blew the whistle because he worked for MI5 and, and the uh, UK Navy. And he said animal studies with 5G resulted in, by the third generation, 87.5% uh, birth defect rate. I mean, that, that's unconscionable. Yeah, it really is. And, and you know what? You're not hearing this on the, any of the major news outlets. You're not hearing about it. Well, they don't want you to know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They want to keep you in the dark so they can just keep doing what they're doing. Look, one more thing I just have to mention because of our Florida listeners. They're, uh, the toxic, toxic algae blooms that we're getting both, both on the east and west coast of Florida. I don't know if uh, in Miami, Florida, dolphins uh, have been turning up dead. They've been doing autopsies on them. And the brain tissues of these uh, dolphins uh, showed symptoms and signs of uh, Alzheimer's disease. Okay. But what they didn't say in the article, but which was printed in the research report was 
the dolphins that had mercury in their brains had the worst tangles. So think about that. We talk about mercury poisoning. We talk about uh, uh, electromagnetic fields, 5G. We talk about uh, toxins that can open up the blood-brain barrier. So if you have some mercury circulating in your system, your brain is smart, says, I don't want it in the brain. So it it has this barrier, these junctions, which it keeps closed. And you go ahead and put a cell phone up to your ear, open up those blood-brain barrier. The mercury gets into your brain. You come in contact with one of these uh, uh, toxic blooms here in Florida. I'm not saying it's it's a definite association, but, man, here it is right now. I mean, here's the autopsy studies. Uh, with this uh, uh, bloom showing severe neurodegenerative disease, but worse when you had mercury there. So, you know, it's it's everything we've been talking about for the last three and a half years. Toxic metals, okay, electromagnetic fields, toxins. So I hate to say that uh, we've been ahead of this curve, Dr. Jerry. Yeah, basically, you know, my contention, just like what you'd mentioned, the tangles, the tor protein, the amyloid plaque, they're just the reaction. It's like, you know, water on on a fender, you get rust. It's the reaction to the toxins. It's not the actual disease process. Yeah, but now, now, you know, you you can go after it with with your sophisticated equipment. But, you know, our listeners that don't have access to that, you know, they can make sure they detox mercury. Drink plenty of good hydrogen clear water. Stay away from the chlorine and the chloride and fluoride ion. I mean, there's some practical things you could do, and yet, and really you have to do it if you if you want to lead a, a healthy life into an old age. So uh, this this was a study uh, was uh, published in a, in a peer reviewed journal, and uh, I, I'm really taking it serious. That's why I read the uh, read the the article itself. And I'm looking at the press release now, and I'm just, I don't see the word mercury at all in the press release. I guess they don't want to scare people. All right. Dr. Jerry, I yes, know you, uh, I, I, I heard the enthusiasm in your voice when you said, I'm finished. I got one more page <laughs> and I'm done. I could finally get a good night's sleep. <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, first of all, look, uh, this, this book, uh, well, you, you tell them. You tell them where it's available, uh, how much it costs, and, and, and what's involved in, in this book. Uh, that you, so you can let them know what they're, that the, what they're buying. Yeah, basically, uh, it, it's an e-book uh, because I have uh, video testimonials of patients that have gotten well, and you just can't do that in a printed book. So you can literally click on the video clips in the, in the book and, and hear it right from the, uh, the horse's mouth, so to speak. Uh, it's, it's available on ICNR.com. It's a uh, 24.95. You purchase it and then you can, uh, you know, it'll, it'll get downloaded to you uh, or you, it'll be sent out to you one or the other. Uh, my, my programming people are working on a, an automatic uh, download uh, link. Uh, I don't think it's been uh, completed yet, but anyway, so the big reason I wrote it was because of this Alzheimer's patient. I said to myself, you know, I got to get this information out to the people. You know, through the years, just like yourself, Ron, you take thousands of hours of postgraduate work. I mean, I was doing in the 80, in the late 80s, uh, urinalysis on, on patients, trying to, you know, pick up uh, endocrine levels, you know, for protein putrefaction and, uh, you know, calcium levels. And I'm, you know, taking courses and uh, interpreting blood tests as it relates to nutritional stuff. And uh, Spectra Cell down in the Texas had a, an analysis where they were giving you vitamin and mineral deficiencies. And, you know, it's like after a while, you want to bang your head against the wall because there's like so much information. <laughs> and, 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 you, and you're trying to make head or tail of, of all this, you know, I call it analysis paralysis. And the light bulb went on finally years ago in 95. I, I studied with a teacher, Klinghardt, an MD, PhD, brilliant. He's my main mentor. <clears throat> and he introduced me 
to Yoshiaki Omura up in Manhattan, who was a, an MD, a real doctor, and uh, also a, an engineer. He had a, he was taking a PhD in engineering and medical at the same time. So it just goes to show you how brilliant the guy was. Anyway, he came up with this patented technology <clears throat> of what he called direct resonance testing, and and that kind of like really lit a fire under me uh, because then I extrapolated it and and had my uh, lab tech uh, or my technician in the office make up little vials, and each vial, <clears throat> excuse me, had a a frequency of a particular substance. So I had a a box of uh, vials for all metal. I had two boxes of the infections, viral, fungal, bacterial. I had four boxes of pesticides, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and various other substances. And so I started to test my patients. Uh, you know, once I found an organ that was dysfunctional, like the thyroid or liver or pancreas, and then I'm uh, being a rock flipper, I'm saying, okay, it's weak, but why is it weak? So then I start testing with these uh, test kits that I set up and I was picking up, well, they had heavy metals in the organ or they had vaccines in the organ or they had uh, adjuvants of uh, formaldehyde and uh, fetal tissue and peanut oil, you know, and I'm, I'm finding all these interesting things. And then I start testing the nutrients against what I was finding in the different organs. And when I started to remove these initiators, the patients start getting well. So I'm saying, hey, I think I'm onto something here. And so back in 82, I wrote a, an interesting article and had it published in a chiropractic journal called The Physiologic Adaptive Range. So I start looking at the body in five major uh, areas. One is the cranium. Second was dental. The third was the pelvic area. And then the fourth was physiologic and the last one was uh, psychologic. So the key is that when a patient comes in and starts giving me their laundry list of complaints, I'm starting to analyze, you know, is it a structural problem <clears throat> with the cranium or the bite or the pelvis? Or is it emotional issues? Or is there, you know, chemical imbalances and all and so once you get the hang of it, it's relatively easy to triage the patient and figure out where the primary cause is. So I'll give you an example. I had a patient in today from uh, uh, North Carolina, and uh, she's got back, back pain. Well, she has orthodontics. And, you know, I'm taking a look at the uh, hardware that this dentist had, you know, put on the patient's teeth. And he had elastics on there. And I said, well, let me fill your head. And sure enough, her head was distorted from the mechanical uh, hardware that this guy has on all her teeth. And so I said, we got to take the elastics off. And I adjusted her cranium and, and her back pain disappeared. And she said, well, geez, I've been going to the chiropractor for months. I said, yeah, but that's the area of the symptom was not the area of the cause. It was coming from a descending uh, problem from the cranium that was being distorted because of the braces. So, you know, once you, you start to look at the interaction, the primaries and the compensatories, the whole disease process gets very simple. You know, I don't care if it's cancer, <clears throat> you know, because if you look at cancer, it's an oxygen deficiency. These other factors of mercury, uh, pesticides, I mean, you know, for example, we had a an 18-year-old with a osteosarcoma of the bone and, and the muscles. And one of the items that I found in the cancerous tissue was glyphosate. And when I put him on a, a homeopathic remedy to remove the glyphosate, uh, his pain disappeared that he had constantly in the lesion, but all his allergies disappeared. Pollen, uh, food allergies, perfumes, everything cleared up. So, you know, you start to connect the dots and you start to see that these chemicals, these heavy metals become disruptors in the, in the physiology of how the body is working. And so to me, it's very exciting because I think it's, it, it's a, a, a major breakthrough in, in medical technology 
because for so long, everyone's looking at, you know, the blood values, the cholesterol levels, uh, the CAT scans, but they're missing the key component. What's causing all these things to go haywire. So anyway, that it's been an exciting journey for me, uh, Dr. Ron, and, and, and we're just taking this to the highest level that I, that I can with all these different problems that patients are presenting them with. Uh, Dr. Jerry, I got knocked off here uh, by a, a bolt of lightning. I think I'm back. Or can you hear me? Oh, did you have your, uh, yeah, I hear you now. Uh, okay. <clears throat> okay. So basically you're having a thunderstorm down south. Yeah, just it, it was like a two-minute thing, and that was it. The lights went out, and, um, and that was all. Well, you got to stick your head out the window and suck up the ozone so it can get rid of your cold. <laughs> <laughs> I put my two-iron out there, but it didn't help. Well, as long as it's grounded, the two-iron. <laughs> well, I sort of know where you were going, and uh, but your, your program is more than just uh, – uh, getting a cyber scan. I mean, you, you really take a history and you interact with your clients, do you not? Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, it's been said by top medical doctors, um, Sir William Osler, he said, if you listen to the patient long enough, they'll tell you what's wrong with them. And, and I, the, my first interview with the patient is I sit there and let them spill their guts out because in between the lines, they start literally telling me what the heck is really wrong. And you just have to learn a lot of information from different specialties to interpret what they're telling you. So, for example, one time a patient was telling me, oh, Dr. Smith, when I put two pieces of Kleenex on the left side underneath my denture, my, my neck pain goes away. And you say, you know, this lady's, you know, the traditional dentist say, this lady's crazy. Yeah. But she's saying that she needed increased vertical support on the left side of her denture to stabilize the muscles in the neck. You know, but they, they don't have that that knowledge. It's above their pay grade to interpret what the, the patient was saying. But before you got into this, is it safe to say that uh, you were never you were never taught this in your, in your traditional training? Oh, absolutely. I got involved in 1982 with a chiropractic study group, and they ex- exposed me to a no, a whole new horizon of information that blew my circuits back then. And I started to take chiropractic classes and nutritional classes and <clears throat> excuse me, physical therapy. And, you know, it took about 35 to 37 years before the light bulb finally went on to make all the connections, but it, it, it's beautiful how it all works. So it, it, you have a holistic approach to, to, to the problem. It's not just a, a electrodiagnostic medicine or how, how you ever you, you quantify it. Uh, but but it's a whole it's a whatever a comprehensive approach I guess I would call it. Uh, yeah, it has to be because you get raw data, but you have to interpret it. So you can see heavy metals, you can see pesticides, but okay, where where are these substances located? Um, what's the patient's lifestyle like? You know, I, I advocate that all my patients turn off their Wi-Fi at night before they go to bed because. It's an irritator. It creates it creates inflammation. Well, we all know from the information we've been presenting over the last few years that inflammation causes disease processes over the long haul. So again, you just have to kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together, and then you'll start to see why the patient's having their problem. Like yesterday, uh, the patient came in. He told me he has hip pain. So when I go to test him, I said, uh, Keen, where's your phone? He says, well, my hip. I says, where's your pain? Oh, geez, it's right under where my phone's hanging on, my belt. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that, that, that is so sad. And, and we, I still see women carrying their phones in their bras. Uh, I still see kid, little, little kids playing with phones. I still see, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm at the gym three or four times a week, and I'm seeing uh, – you know, 90% of the people working out, uh, you know, with their phones to their ears. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, boy, it's really, it really is like hitting your head up, up against the wailing wall. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, at some point, it, it's trickling out very slowly. I know uh, I, I'm careful 
you know, when I'm out in the public, uh, you know, I was in the elevator a, a couple of weeks ago at my captain's office and a, a, a young woman was delivering packages for FedEx and uh, she had the earbuds on. I said, geez, I don't know. I said, are you aware of the fact that the, wearing these earbuds are literally frying your brain? And she says, wow, I didn't know that. But, you know, thank you so much for the information, you know, to an appreciative, but sometimes you may get punched in the mouth <laughs> for, mind, yeah. for not minding your own business. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think you're really doing good. And, and you, do, do you counsel on diet or, or low fat diet? I mean, I, what, 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 what yeah, do you do? Or is everything individual? Yeah. Everybody is individual. You, you can't do the Mediterranean diet for everybody. You can't do a vegetarian diet for everybody. Look, I did just like you did. We went through macrobiotics. We went through, uh, you know, low carb, high protein. You know, you experiment with all those things. And to be honest with you, you have to see what feels good for you. So perfect example. In 1980, I went into macrobiotics. For the first two and a half months, I was really strict, you know, grains and seaweeds and root vegetables. But by the end of the two and a half months, I would have killed for a piece of meat. Let me tell you. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I find, you know, be honest with you, some of the sickest patients that I see are strict vegetarians. In fact, uh, I had a young fellow in yesterday who has thyroid cancer that we've been treating, and he's, he's doing, like, really well, but he was on a strict vegetarian diet. And I said, Nick, you, you got to – get some roadkill, you know, just take the tire tracks off the door and back of the animal. Uh, but you're going to, you know, he wants to go on one of these uh, uh, retreats, you know, survival type training things in August uh, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in the woods. And, and they're, and they're telling him that he's going to lose 20 pounds. I said, the only way you're going to lose 20 pounds is you take your sneakers off and, and your gold chain around your neck. Jeez. Well, you know, I've, I've been there. I've been there with the microbiotic. I've been there with the vegetarian. And, of course, as the more, the more you, you read and learn about it, and, and again, the, Dr. Wong put the uh, imprimatur on the, the vegetarianism and the estrogen you get when you eat all that soy and genetically modified food. I mean, it, it is crazy when you follow the science and don't follow it as a religion. Yeah, and plus the fact, you know, a lot of the minerals in the vegetarian diet are locked in to the cellulose, uh, which you can't digest too well, so you're not really getting all the minerals that you think you are. Uh, right. So it, it's a false sense of security. Well, right, let's just take a little bit of a break, ladies and gentlemen, because I, I just came across this EWG, Environmental Working Group, list of the, uh, what do they call it, the uh, 15 worst foods to eat. And number one on the list, again, is strawberries. Number two is spinach. And this has to do with pesticide and toxic residues on the, on the, on the uh, food that, that you're eating. Kale, as I said, went from six, number six to number three. Nectarines are number four. Number five are apples. Number six are grapes. Seven peaches. Eight cherries. Nine pears. Ten tomatoes. Number 11, celery. Number 12, Idaho potatoes. 13, sweet bell peppers. 14, cherry tomatoes. 15, lettuce. 16, cucumbers. 17, blueberries. And yeah, you can see, ladies and gentlemen, almost all of your fruits and vegetables anymore are contaminated. Uh, it, it's really a disgrace. Uh, I mean, the last one on the list is avocados, number 47. Uh, but then again, you have to be careful what's on the skin. They, there's a lot of germs on the skin of avocados. So the insides are great. And I think most uh, people that eat clean love avocados, but you have to be careful of the skin. So, uh, and a lot of this is genetically modified. So you really have to eat organic when you can. And you really should get this list from EWG and carry it with you when you do your shopping. Uh, well, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll forget. Yeah. You know, what's really interesting. Years ago, I came across a company up in Massachusetts that uh, had these purple plates. And I may have mentioned it in the previous uh, interviews that we've had. But what was fascinating, it was anodized aluminum. So there was no magnetic field. It was the, the frequency of the purple on 
the aluminum plate. And basically they were saying that if you take your bag of groceries, because it was a 12 inch by 12 inch plate and you place it on the aluminum plate for 15 minutes, it, it neutralized any of the pesticides or chemical toxins that would be in your food. So I thought that was kind of like interesting because you mentioned about all these contaminants, but how the heck do you neutralize it? Yeah, if if you can't neutralize it in the food, you have to neutralize it after you eat it. Uh, but you yeah, but you have to do one or the other. I think. I, do you have any other suggestions? Tell me, tell us more about the blue plate. Are they still available? It, it's a purpleplates.com. Yeah, if you go on the internet and look up purpleplates.com, they're up in Massachusetts, and they actually have all different sizes. So you can take a little one with you to the restaurant. So when your food comes, you slip it under your your plate. And uh, you know, say a prayer and uh, and, and wait a couple of minutes for the pesticides to neutralize. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, so a few of the a clean fifteen, right, folks, is uh, number one. Avocados leads the list as being a clean clean food. Sweet corn two, pineapples three, sweet peas four, onions five, papayas six. Eggplants are on the list as a clean food at number seven. Asparagus at number eight. Kiwis at number nine, cabbage at 10, cauliflower at 11, cantaloupes at 12, broccoli at 13, mushrooms at 14, and honeydew melons at 15. Again, Avell, I, I, got, I got it the same place you're going to get it if you go to ewg.org. So it, it's good information. And we'll, we'll have to uh, put, try and put it on my Facebook page about the purple plates uh, because I think, you know, anything you can do is, is, is going to be a help. Yeah, and it's simple. You don't have to spend 10 hours scrubbing your vegetables. Exactly. Um, okay, so last week, uh, before we get on with Dr. Jerry's book again, we had Dr. Murdoch Kaliji on about CBD oil. We got a lot of good re- responses about that. A lot of people are going to try it. Uh, as far as I can tell, there's no reason not to try it. Just make sure it's an organically grown CBD oil. It's anti-inflammatory. It's, uh, it resets uh, the endocannabinoid system, uh, which is present in every cell of your body, just like thyroid receptors are in every cell of your body. So uh, re- not a reason. To, there's no reason not to try it. And if you didn't hear it, uh, if you go to my Facebook page, Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored, you'll see the Google website. Google Podcasts now have all 300 uh, podcasts uh, that we have done over the last five years listed uh, by date order and and, uh, title order. So you can listen to them at any time in your car, while you're running, while you're jogging, in the sauna. Uh, So they have done a good job listing all of our uh, uh, podcasts. Um, And before we get back to Dr. Jerry, Dr. Jerry, I I really uh, I want to thank you for reminding reminding me about sulfur supplement. Uh, I think that really uh, has helped a lot of people that I have turned on to it. And uh, why, why don't you just tell our audience a little bit about MSM? Yeah, it's basically made from wood pulp, and it's the uh, third largest uh, uh, mineral present in the body. What's fascinating, a lot of people say, oh, I, I can't take sulfur. I'm allergic to it. Well, sulfur, sulfite, sulfate, you can be sensitive to, but this is sulfonyl. It's a totally different sulfur compound, and, and you can't be allergic to this uh, because it's basically a food. And what it does, it basically gets integrated into collagen and, and, and tissue and makes it flexible, plus it increases the permeability. So, for example, you know, when uh, Dr. Peskin was talking about cell membranes, he basically said, Half of it is protein, half of it's fat. Well, the half that's protein, the sulfur gets integrated into it, making that membrane more flexible and more permeable so you can get the exchange of the nutrients in and out. Um, But you also have to take it with uh, food-based vitamin C in order to get the repair process going with the tissues. You know, for example, you know, a friend of mine said, geez, you know, I get a hangover or I drink too much wine or whatever. I said, just take a, a two teaspoons of MSM and in 20 minutes, your hangover is going to be totally gone because it detoxifies the body so effectively. It's unbelievable. Uh, 
So it has a lot of tremendous benefits. I had a woman years ago that had adhesions in her colon and they wanted to do surgery. And she said, thanks, but no thanks. It took nine months of taking MSM and the vitamin C and the two other nutrients and her adhesions totally disappeared because it increased the flexibility uh, to the, uh, you know, the collagen. And uh, that was the end of the problem. Uh, people who have scars, you know, it makes the scars more flexible. Uh, you know, if you take it with the MSM, your scars literally can totally disappear over a period of time because it dissolves them away. So uh, MSM is wonderful. It's, it's an anti-inflammatory. Uh, there's uh, tons of research about sulfur. And, uh, and basically the animals, for example, those that don't get it in their diet because their foods are dehydrated, they're the ones that are scratching all the times. So, and if you go to the pet store and you see the poor little birds pulling their feathers out, you know that they're deficient in MSM, the sulfur. Wow. Well, I, I, it's, a, it's a really good good product, ladies and gentlemen. MSM, uh, not MSMBC, but MSM has the sulfur that's really needed. And, and most people are like we're deficient in magnesium. We are deficient in sulfur. And Dr. Royal Lee used to say we're really deficient in phosphorus, and we really don't talk enough about phosphorus. Do you remember those lectures about phosphorus from from Standard Process? Were they great? I still have all their old notes. In fact, um, there was a guy uh, uh, Anderson, Mark Anderson from Colorado, who uh, put together Royal Lee's old notes into a hardbound copy, and I, I still have my copy. And uh, you know, you can't find this type of information out there anymore. Uh, Royal Lee was an incredible dentist, and he, you know, did a lot of research. And, and his clinical experience, you know, he, he wrote it down, and, and Mark uh, put it all together, Anderson, into a, a nice hardbound book, and it's, it's priceless. Yeah, I, I have a three, three, uh, three bound volumes probably uh, prior to them binding it all in one, but I still refer to it. It's still, it's still a good uh, – reference book on my desk. I, I love, love his writings. And, and you're in great company, you know, with Weston Price and Royal Lee and Dr. Jerry, three dentists that have really uh, made a difference. Well, that's so what Dr. it's Jerry, all about. Yeah. T- tell us about more about your book. So your book now is available uh, from your website, icnr.com. And I see here as I'm scrolling through it, as I because you were kind enough to send me a copy. You have the health benefits of MSM here in Chapter 7. Yes. And you also have uh, something about systemic enzymes. What are you talking about there? Well, I put together a, a basic program uh, to treat my patients for the simple reason that um, listening to Dr. Peskin and William Wong has, has like really opened up my, my whole senses to what healing is all about. Because it's like a house. You don't build a house and then after it's all built, you say, geez, you know, the foundation's not too good. I'm going to have to shore it up. You know, it's like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. They pour down on how many tons of concrete <laughs> into the base so it won't fall over. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I start looking at cancer and Raynaud's and arthritis. and all. Basically, you've got to correct the cell membrane and, and the... Uh, enzymesins is such an invaluable nutrient because it, it's dissolving away the fibrin so that the tissue can become more permeable. Plus the fact this is one of the reasons why we age is that we become fibrotic. So if you don't you know, dissolve away the fibrin, your joints get stiff, you're going to have pain, your cell membranes are not going to work, so it's a slow death. And, and if you have any inflammation, which is the, the common denominator of all diseases, you know, you could take all the best Nuprin or Advil or whatever you want. You're not getting to the root cause. So MSM, it, to me, is like one of the basic uh, substances that I test on all my patients now. Yeah, I mean, it makes so much sense. The, the, the enzyme uh, gets rid of the uh, fibrin scar tissue the apparent essential oils uh, make sure the membrane is again permeable to oxygen and what i used to tell my students is that you know you the most essential nutrient is oxygen you cannot live more than four minutes without it so 
if you're not getting good oxygen uh, transfer at your cellular level, and remember, there's a hundred trillion cells, and each one of those cells has hundreds of thousands of other membranes inside it. If they're not all permeable to oxygen, you're in trouble. Well, you know, so, just on that note, I, I'd like to interject here. Uh, my cousin from Florida flew off uh, a couple months ago. Uh, poor guy is really uh, shook to the core. He was diagnosed with uh, not only congestive heart failure, but also uh, a stage three melanoma that spread into his groin area. They, they found the lesion on his arm and they cut it off, but then, you know, it popped up somewhere else. So what was fascinating, the first thing I asked him, I said, Elliot, you taking any fish oils? He said, well, I take krill oil every day because my cardiologist recommended it. And guess what? That was, I believe, the underlying reason for the congestive heart failure, because we mentioned the fact that the fish oils are rancid and it messes up the cardiolipin, which you need to interact with the enzymes to get the mitochondria producing energy so your heart can work. And, and with the cancer, when you get the adulterated cell membranes and the oxygen goes down, you get cancer. So I had my cousin buy a little ozone machine and you know, the bottom line is he's been doing it 20 minutes a day, every day for six weeks. And he called me Sunday morning and he said, Jerry, he says, I don't know how to, to, you know, if I'm believing it or not, but he said, my cancer is almost like 70% gone in six weeks from the ozone and, and the enzymescence and the omega-6 oils and detoxing the liver and getting the other splinters out. And six weeks, it's like, and he, and he couldn't hardly walk to his car in the parking lot. He was out of breath. And six weeks, the congestive heart failure flipped around and the cancer is disappearing. So it's all about getting back to basics. And again, remove the splinters and watch the body heal. That's why I named the book, because it's too damn simple. All right. Do you hear that, everyone? And that book is available on Dr. Jerry's website. So... Uh... You know, there's just so much information out there, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we just uh, try and bring it to you every week uh, because you, and I think that's why Dr. Jerry and I come back every week because uh, we feel that uh, we're the only ones putting this information out there for you. You're not, you're not hearing this on the news. You're not hearing it because the big pharmaceutical companies are controlling all the dollars and we're reading the, we're reading the science. We're reading the science. And, you know, I told you uh, we talked about Bluetooth devices many, many times. Now, on March 13th, they finally come out and sign a petition saying data shows electromagnetic fields generated by wireless and electronic devices and cell towers and baby monitors and Bluetooth headphones can affect humans and plant life and eat at levels acceptable by the guidelines. And children are more susceptible and can cause cancer and cellular stress and genetic changes. I mean, you know, we brought this to you before this day, it made the papers. So yeah, um, it's interesting they bring it out after everyone gets hooked on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah now now all of a sudden Bluetooth is not good for you. <laughs> right. After yeah, they sold ten ten million units. <laughs> <laughs> Marketing. So, um, all right. So, uh, Dr. Jerry, why, why don't you just sum up for our audience uh, uh, about your your uh, book and uh, where they can get it and what they should expect to learn from it? Well, you're going to learn a heck of a lot, that's for sure. You're going to know more than your, your family dentist and, and your family physician uh, because – and, and I've written it basically for lay people. Uh, I didn't want to get too technical – because I, I wanted you to get the concept, the, the global view of what, how the body's working. And, you know, it's available at icnr.com. Uh, it gives you a list of the table of contents in there. And uh, like I said, there's multiple uh, testimon- video testimonials. So when you click on it, the patient's going to tell you, you know, their, their story of woe and, and how they've, you know, got it reversed. So it's, I, I'm excited about it because I think it's a new dimension in publishing, you know, giving people live testimonials and um, it's easy to navigate, uh, you know, with the chapters. And in fact, in the table of contents, if you click on the, the title, 
it'll automatically take you to the page. So it's kind of unique. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, and and just just to let you know to blow our own whistle, so to speak. You know, the, the, the Journal of the American Medical Association. Now, if you don't take control of your own body after listening to this program, and some of you are new and some of you have been listening for a long time, just, just, just listen to this from the Journal of the American Medical Association. Quote, recommendations from major cardiovascular societies are most often not supported by findings from randomized control studies which suggests a weak evidence base. Clinicians rely on the guidelines from the American College of Cardiology, the American Heart Association, and the European Society of Cardiology as cornerstones of clinical decision-making. So a weak evidence base is a cause for concern. So your cardiologist may be relying on evidence that a pharmaceutical representative told him, but if he looked at the evidence itself, it's weak at best. So I'm sorry to say, but you have to take more control uh, as, as time goes on and as medicine progressives, progresses uh, down a more liberal, uh, non-personal uh, approach. So uh, that, that that's my parting word, and I think it's, it's something that... Uh, you really have to take serious and something that, that keeps me uh, up at night and something that keeps me at this uh, uh, blog talk radio microphone every week. I'd, I'd rather be doing other things at this stage of my life, but I, I think it's now it's an obligation of mine and Jack to Jerry feels the same way to bring you this information. Yeah. Well, just to amplify on what you just said, uh, the former New England Journal of Medicine editor uh, talks about the corruption in American medicine and she's a Harvard, from Harvard Medical School, Dr. Marcia Angel. And she's the author of a book called The Truth About Drug Companies, How They Deceive Us, and What to Do About It. And she was a former editor-in-chief of the New England Journal of Medicine, uh, one of the most respected journals around. And, and I'm quoting her now. She says, it is simply no longer possible to believe much of the clinical research that is published or to rely on the judgment of trusted physicians or authoritative medical guidelines. I take no pleasure in this conclusion, which I have reached slowly and reluctantly over my two decades as an editor of the New England Journal of Medicine. I mean, that, that sums it all up in my book. Yeah. And it's in my book, so you can see it firsthand. Yeah, and she was never refuted for that. Never, No one ever refuted her or questioned about it. They just forgot about it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Dr. Ron and Dr. Jerry on Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. Uh, you heard something about Dr. Jerry's new book uh, that's available on his website, icnr.com. Uh, we talked about glyphosate, really an important subject because it, it really um, uh, is a uh, toxic product that, that gets into your own cells, really scary stuff. And that's, that's the only one that we know about. There's 95,000 chemicals, not including all the electromagnetic fields and the antenna and everything that's all around us that bombard our bodies every day. And we were not prepared for this as human beings. This has come on us uh, really, really quickly and every one of our cell membranes has an antenna on it. So it, it, it's always monitoring the environment. But uh, this little antenna must be wearing out because uh, there's, we're getting bombarded, even in the best of circumstances. And I guess one more thing I should say is get rid of those smart meters if you can. If you can't mitigate them because you, it's 24 hours a day, especially if they're near your, your bedroom where you sleep. Uh, 24 hours a day of electromagnetic fields going, going into you. So uh, glyphosate, uh, we talked about. We talked about the toxic pesticides in, in the uh, vegetables and fruits, and you can get that list at ewg.org, O-R-G. And, uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be back next week. Uh, Dr. Jerry, are we going to have a guest? Um, I don't know who's. Oh, you mean uh, uh, Dr. Sh uh, Sheila? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Jill McKenzie, the head of the uh, the World Organization for Natural Medicine, yeah, she agreed to come on for the second. Okay, so when, once I get that information from Dr. Jerry, I'll post it, and uh, we'll we'll have a, a, as a, her as a special guest next week, and uh, and then uh, we may take a, a little time off, and then come back fresh with some some new and exciting guests. I had a, a discussion with a person today that uh, has a, a new invention. Uh, uh, that may be able to help Parkinson's and neurodegenerative diseases and help you uh, to just uh, age more gracefully. And uh, we may, I have invited him onto the show and we'll, we'll talk about that next week when I know more about his story. So uh, Dr. Jerry, I don't have anything else for tonight. Are you okay? Yeah. I have one last uh, statement by Reba McIntyre. She said, uh, yeah. all, all the money in the world can't buy you back good health. Yeah, she's so uh, she's so right, and uh, money 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 cannot buy health at all. Money cannot buy health, and you know the sad part about it is some of the wisest business people, some of the richest business people, they don't take care of themselves. You know they're eating cheeseburgers and fries and bacon and. You know, and once in a while I, I do too. But I mean, there, I've, I've, I see this on a daily basis: pizzas and, and Philadelphia cheesesteaks. And then, you know, when I tell them, you know, you want to get rid of that cold, you know, you can inhale, and, and I'll give you some good ten parts per million colloidal silver. Oh, I don't know what that is. Uh, my doctor never told me about that. I, I just say God bless you, and I go on my <laughs> way. You know, <laughs> what am I going to do? You know what they say, there's no medicine for dumbness. <laughs> That's right. And so as soon as somebody says, you can't change my mind, I say, I agree with you. Bye, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a great show. Uh, it's, been, it's always great for us. Uh, you can leave us if you're an Apple person and you, you do uh, Apple podcasts. They have a place for uh, comments. If you could leave us a positive comment, that would be a big help to the program. And uh, we'll continue to try to bring you good information and good guests. That, that I mean, our list of guests, Dr. Jerry, before we go, I think the last two months of, you know, with, with Wong and Jaffe and Peskin and uh, Sims and uh, uh, Nye, I mean, right. I mean, if we were had a mainstream show, we, we would be number one. We'd be rock stars. Yep. All right. Well, we have right. a good one possibly with the root cause. The uh, the two uh, uh, producers of that agreed to come on, so we just got to figure out a date to get these guys on from Australia. Yeah, we're going to do that. There's a little time difference, but we're going to handle that and talk about this uh, documentary that uh, Dr. Jerry's featured in about root canals. So uh, that's a whole another issue and a political issue, and uh, it's it's uh, it's being uh, silenced right now. But yeah. uh, we're going to do it in a, do an interview with the producers through Dr. Jerry. Yeah. But also, you know, I told uh, uh, one of the guys last night. I said when I, when the Netflix canceled the uh, showing of that uh, documentary, I, I expanded the section of my book on root canals and put in the hardcore documentation supporting how bad these darn things are. So anyway, maybe something good came out of it anyway from it. Oh, I hope so. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, see you next week on the radio. Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. Dr. Ron and co-host and guest, Dr. Jerry Smith. It's been a great night. Glad you could travel this journey with us. Special guest next week on Natural Healing. We'll see you then. Have a great week.
Thank you.